0: Welcome to Kill the Lights, More Than an Athlete. I'm your host, Chad Hall. In this 12-episode podcast series, you'll hear from the source. You'll hear from 12 different Piedmont University athletes about their plans following college athletics. Follow along with this series and see how they're more than an athlete. Welcome back to Kill the Lights, More Than Just an Athlete. I'm your host, Chad Hall, and joining me on this episode is senior men's lacrosse player at Piedmont University, Connor Rogers. Connor, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. The weather's starting to get a little cold, so I'm excited. Went home, got my winter clothes.
0: Yeah, and it's it's chilly it today. Is. And thank, thankfully, it's finally coming around after dealing with 80-degree weather in October, which is not the best but, um, Connor, we're gonna get started with my first question for you. Um, why did you choose to come to Piedmont University?
1: so first of all, out of high school, I committed to Hemond Sydney College in Farmville, Virginia to play lacrosse. I uh, went there for a year and a half, things didn't really work out, and uh, my dad actually worked here, so my dad was like, "Hey, come give it a shot here and uh, I did, and I'm grateful and thankful because all the guys, coaches, people I've met it's been a great experience, so it kind of just the way the the balls fell in the court just magically happened.
0: So, when you initially transferred to Piedmont, did you think that? I mean, right off the bat, did you think that it was going to be a better experience than Hampton, Sydney, or were you kind of expecting it to be somewhat similar?
1: Um, I think. Uh, I mean, for me, yeah, better experience because I pretty much dug myself a hole at Hampton, Sydney. There was no more really going down. It was only up from there. So I mean, yeah, it was definitely expected a better experience. And uh, and so far it has been.
0: So Connor, I know you were in line to graduate with me this December. Um, and I know that, that sort of sparked yourself to begin thinking about what's next after graduation. But I know you're taking your last year of eligibility and what what so what went into that decision? Um, first of all, after losing in the conference
1: semifinals last year to Southern Virginia, uh, came off the field, talked to my dad, and I, I mean I was thinking that's it, and he was like, you can't go out like that. And then a lot of a lot of the time, my dad says he wished he could stay in college as long as he could. I mean, because for us at uh, lacrosse players, there's really not much for what's next with lacrosse unless you're one of those top division one guys. And so, I mean, why not just go out there and play one more, one more time? Yeah.
0: And like you said, staying in college as long as you can. Um, I also considered, I was on the team with you as well. I considered coming back for a full year, but it wasn't really flying with my parents. And I know Walker who's also, uh, he also considered it, but, um, but yeah, that's awesome. And I think that you guys have another great opportunity to do it again this year and, have the same success but have you begun thinking about what's next after you graduate yes and
1: no um the yes i mean when i'm older i either want to be still involved in the lacrosse world as if like a coach or something like that but also maybe even commentating sports games stuff like that having my own podcast working for a nfl mlb NBA franchise even things along that nature I think that would be pretty cool. I just see myself in the sports world and really nothing on the outside uh aspect of that.
0: So I know you say commentating sports working for a particular league. Have you begun thinking like what it is you want to do within that? I know you said you enjoyed commentating sports we we've had the opportunity to both do that and do you want to Focus on like behind the scenes, marketing. Is there anything specific that really stands out to you?
1: Honestly, I just got to get my feet like on the ground first. Uh, Definitely apply. I applied to 680 The Fan, The Braves. Yeah, we talked about that. Waiting on that to come back. And whatever they say, honestly, if they say it's like the lowest thing, I think I say, okay, let's do it. Because you got to start somewhere. And in the sports world, you're not going to be this – top guy right away all these guys started from the bottom shout out drake right and they came up to what they are now and i'm sure some of the top guys started as like a little intern and then bam like thinking like bob costas i'm sure he started very low and then now he's at the top so i would do whatever uh whatever company organization would want me to do at the lowest level and then just build that trust up to show that i can work with them throughout the whole year and things along those lines
0: yeah and i i think it's interesting that you um you talk about 680 the fan i know 680 the fans the main radio network for the atlanta braves and they have some of the best in the business they have ben ingram and joe simpson joe simpson's been with the braves as long as i can remember and ben ingram's really been on my radar because he's probably my favorite person to listen to aside from you know the tv guys like frank Cooper and godden and glavin smoltz whoever but so you mentioned six eighty the fan. Connor, have you applied anywhere else?
1: Um, I've looked on link, LinkedIn here and there. I mean, another thing is go work for the University of Virginia Sports Radio because be I can cool. remember leaving games when either UVA was blowing out a team early or getting blown out uh late in the game and my dad when we lived in richmond virginia we drive back and just listen to it on the radio and those are just memories i have of me and my dad and i just constantly remember listening to the radio and i thought it was the coolest thing i could watch uva or i could not watch uva football and just listen and be perfectly content with it
0: yeah and i i think that's another big thing for me is a lot of people don't enjoy listening to sports on the radio but then a lot more people enjoy tv whatever i've always been content with radio broadcast and that's i have i'm in the same boat as you because whenever my dad and i would leave the braves games early because i mean it's in it was in downtown atlanta when i was a kid and then that's like an hour drive back home and what's interesting is it's the same thing for me because we had to leave early you're a kid whatever and you got to go to bed and you listen to it on the way home you hear the good things that happen the bad things that happen and That's what's so special about sports radio that a lot of people don't understand and they'd rather watch it on TV whatever. But um, my next question for you, Connor, is have you had any unique opportunities outside athletics since you've been at Piedmont? Are you talking about like job-wise or? I think job-wise, internship, externship, anything along those lines
1: outside i mean i'll say when i was at hampton sydney i got to work this i mean it was a sports camp but let me dive into it it was called camp sky lamar in naples maine it was all boys sports camp for about eight weeks and yeah we were coaches for certain sports but eventually we taught all these kids other sports too i was teaching kids how to play volleyball football baseball uh, and then also, like, life lessons, teaching these kids. Um, a lot of these kids are, are lucky they got to go, but it's because their parents are going to Ibiza or something over the summer. So got to teach them a lot of things. I've never been that far up north before, so that was pretty cool. Went to Fenway Park, saw that. Yep. Um, while Mookie Betts was still there, got a Mookie Betts T-shirt. Nice. And, uh, I mean, saw the L.O. L. Bean headquarters. I mean, and that that's pretty much it because um, outside of sports – nothing really. I mean, in the summers I'll travel and uh, coach travel across or I'll referee Mm -hmm. summer tournaments with my dad.
0: Hey, that's, you're staying involved in sports and obviously that's what you want to do for a living. And you are a sports communications major as well as myself. So, I mean, staying around sports I think is important. And um, I think that's the best place to be, especially if you enjoy it and you live and breathe sports like you and I do. It's, there's no better destination for either one of us. Exactly.
1: My dad always tells me, like, with his, his jobs, you got to find something that you enjoy doing. Even if it's the big money, if you don't enjoy it, then what's the point? Right. Because you're still waking up every day going to do this thing. Go find something you enjoy the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, and I I want to work in college athletics, and that's something that I thoroughly enjoy. Even if it's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. like, ideally, I want to be here. But if that's not the case, then there's plenty of other opportunities out there. And I think just taking it on day to time and really loving what you do, like you said, is going to be the the most desirable outcome. But Connor, we're going to transition back to sports. And I have to ask you, you've been here about the same amount of time as me. It's been a while. (laughs) We're both old, right. But um, what is your favorite Piedmont sports memory? It can be from your team and another team. And since you've been here as long as I have, I want to hear from your team and from another team on campus.
1: Mm. From our team. Uh
0: uh. Let's think.
1: I mean, when we fir- when we beat Pfeiffer, that was pretty good. Last year. Pretty good. Yeah. You were commentating it also. Nah, the first one. The fir- oh, the and first you,
0: the first one was awesome. You
1: were on uh you were calling the game. I think we won nine three. Yeah. That, that, that was, was pretty big. And then I mean, all those big win games. I mean, I personally haven't really had the big win that we want yet. Right. Um, but then for another team, I mean, of course, the men's lacrosse team winning the conference championship. And then also like another moment, just all of us guys getting out of practice and seeing the men's basketball team playing. That Yeah. And we go up there and chirp at the other team and just cheer. I think that that's a fond memory I'll always have.
0: Yeah, and here at Piedmont. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I'm basketball season's right around the corner, and thankfully, I know I'm, I'm done December 15th. Yeah, man. And there's at least eight or ten games before I graduate here. All right, which is that I, I was looking yesterday and I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be sold short on the amount of basketball I was able to take in
1: before I left. College basketball is a crazy thing, it's one of my favorite uh, sports in college.
0: Yeah, it's college basketball. You and I were big on uh, what March Madness last year. Yeah, there was we'd watch it before practice, after practice, tournaments, and all that stuff. And yeah, I, I'd say probably another Piedmont sports memory that you can attest to is, I mean, last year, yeah. the the entire season. Sure, it didn't end how we wanted it to. Yeah, but man, was it fun! It was fun. That's the most fun I've I've had playing lacrosse in a long time.
1: I I just look back at it, there's some things. I mean, we all could have changed to make it better, but I mean.
0: Yeah, it could have been the outcome we wanted, but you live and you learn. Yeah, we can't wish for the best things.
1: The, the best things in life are you lose some, you win some, and you get better from uh, the down experience. You build yourself on that. So
0: Right, and I think that's what's important, especially being an athlete and then transitioning into the real world is that, you just gotta you gotta get back up, and I think athletics teaches teaches you that more than anything else.
1: We also had that COVID year when we were five and two. That that team was gonna be yeah. scary.
0: Yeah, I, I I stepped away right before it happened, yeah. and I uh, that's probably something I regret most in my life. But yeah, because you can that was right when you and Billy came in, transferred right? in. Yeah, that's what I thought because I played the fall, and then I was like, okay, yeah, spring, whatever. And yeah, I just made the wrong decision. But so Connor, transitioning to our last topic and potentially some more, uh, more things we'll talk about, but do you believe that there are stigmas and stereotypes surrounding division three athletes? It can be athletically or academically.
1: I would say yes. And yes and no. I mean, stereotypes, you think, uh, D3 sports are easy. But really not. I mean, top Division three schools can go beat these D2 teams in Division one. And, I mean, with D1 sports, it's like it's a job. And us as D3 athletes, we, we actually have, like, our life too, um, yeah. which, which is huge. So l- let me think of another stereotype. You got any?
0: I think that – okay, what I really focused on with my research for my capstone presentation – is showing people that Division three athletes are more than just athletes. Yeah. And I wanted to focus on the academic stereotypes where, oh, the athletes don't show up to class, they don't graduate, they, and they step away from college, they drop out, yeah. they do, go do other things. And what I learned is that Division three athletes have the same GPAs, same graduation rates as regular students
1: yeah i mean i think also a big thing with that is us athletes men and women uh we go out there and compete every day on a field on a court and it's the same in the classroom you want to be the best in there too uh you put yourself short in the classroom you're going to put yourself short for your team and that's just not a good look and i mean you saying these highest gpas i know a lot of my friends roommates have 4.0s and they they pride
0: themselves on that and that's that's their
1: main thing while they're at school which which it should be
0: i would i would mention this on previous episodes connor but you spend a lot of time in the mize and you've seen all the plaques you've seen all the names on the wall and those are the people that succeed academically and you've seen those names and there's a long list of names i think piedmont especially takes a lot of pride in academics and athletics and i think that that's not the case for every Division three school, but I'm sure there's teams and schools programs that really pride themselves in academics, and they require their students to do well in the classroom.
1: Which I mean, which all schools should. I mean, we're coming to as Division three athletes, we're coming to college for an education, and then yeah. it's our sport. So yeah, pride yourself with academics and then go go play your sport. Uh us as like I said D3 athletes, uh, we're not that division 1 level where when we are here specifically for the sport. Right. And that's just the difference between D1 and D3, but I mean, I, I respect both and uh my dad played division 1 lacrosse back in the day and uh he he regrets it. He said he wished he went pl- he played division 3 cuz he said sometimes it felt so much like a job he couldn't be his normal self.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest discrepancy between Division 1 and Division 3 is Division 1 they own you. Yeah. They control your life essentially, but that's not the right term. But Division 3 you get to experience it. You get to be a college kid. You get to enjoy going to class and doing everything. You get to enjoy yourself. You get to play the sport you love and
1: you got all these extra things too. You can join clubs, things like that. These top yeah athletes aren't and it's encouraged the, yeah yeah it is
0: and I think that's why division three coaches are probably more understanding than division one coaches because they allow you to be you yeah and I think a lot of people don't consider that especially in the recruiting process where there's there's that that notion and that mindset that's people really want to focus on going division one because that's their goal but a lot of people don't open up the recruiting to division two division three and they're just so so set on being a division one athlete and
1: then also another thing here p- minus, we see student athletes not just playing one sport seeing them play two and that's another thing that is awesome for division three because sometimes coaches don't mind which is huge but of course maybe if you're the top guy or girl on your team maybe your coach won't want you playing two sports but i mean why not? I think that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it makes you a better athlete, and I mean, to even attest to um, the different divisions of NCAA athletics, there's plenty of Division One people that have come through Piedmont, yeah, and transferred in, yeah. And there's Division Two people. There's, I mean, other D threes. They transfer back and forth, and uh, it's awesome what we're able to see athletically at Piedmont, and academics are just as held they're held to the highest standard and it's awesome because we get the best of both worlds here and you get to be a student and an athlete i think another
1: thing is d3 size classrooms just having that small environment is awesome and i mean of course when we were younger we were all thinking oh let's go to these big schools and great football teams but looking at it now if myself was in that position it'd be like oh crap what do i do
0: yeah I wouldn't know how to navigate it. And exactly. it's, they make it so easy for you being at a division three because it's you, maybe 15 other people yeah. and the professor. And I think that's what's so important is that you get that relationship with your professor. And I, I've mentioned before, professors are very understanding of student athletes and the schedules that they deal with and all the commitments and priorities that they have to go through and, What's nice is that the professors do care about you. Yeah.
1: I mean, thinking about it now, I'm sure half of my professors were athletes in high school, college, whenever. Athletes being athletes, and they know, like, what we're going through. And they'll push back due dates, things like that, because they've been in the same position, something like
0: that. Right, and they'll help you out as much as they can. And if you show that you care, they care as well. and. I think that's what's special about it, that often
1: gets swept under the rug. I think what you said, care, is a big word. You just got to show the teachers, professors, that as we're student-athletes, like you said, that stigma and stereotype, oh, we don't care, we're the top dogs on campus. Right. Um, it's that personification and things that is overlooked, or maybe it's not the non-athletes looking at us student-athletes as, oh, they don't care, they think they can do whatever they want.
0: Mm-hmm. And i i mean that's where the stigmas and stereotypes come from is from the outside looking in like if you haven't experienced it you don't really understand it and i think that's that's the main topic that needs to be discussed looked at whatever you want to call it but it's it's a necessary conversation i say so connor Chad. That's all the time we got. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us on the show. Tune in next Friday at 6 p.m. and you'll hear from Piedmont women's basketball senior Colby Reed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kill the Lights, More Than an Athlete. This 12-episode podcast series features comments from 12 different Piedmont University athletes about their plans after college. New episodes are posted every Friday evening at 6 p.m. wherever you get your podcast.